Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Galaxy View, the Rangers podcast. My name is Colin McDuff, and as ever, I'm joined by my co-host Scott Hodge. And we're delighted today to be joined by Rangers and Northern Ireland midfielder Demi Vance. Demi, thanks for coming on. I know, Hi. So, it's um, back to training last week after a few months off. Uh, must be buzzing. Yeah, definitely. I think um, things are a bit strange now with it being the new normal and all that, but nah, it's good to be back in with the girls and back training and stuff. It's nice to get a bit of routine back again. Good. How is uh, the new normal when it comes to training and stuff? There's a lot of restrictions in place. Yeah, it's horrible. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like it's just a lot of social distancing and stuff. Obviously, like we'll have to follow the guidelines and stuff, but um, like I said, it's just good to get back in with the girls and, you know, it's good that we're back in the full contact training because um, before it was like groups of three and four and, you know, you're very limited as to what you can do. Right. So, obviously you joined Rangers at the tail end of last year from Wintouring and you were there from quite a young age. Was that your, your local team? Going? Yeah, so Glentouring my local team in Belfast. Um, and I joined them when I was 15, I think. Um, so I've been with them, yeah, basically my whole career kind of thing. Um, but I feel like a brand new player at Rangers now, even though I signed in December. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I joined uh, again to when I was 16 and then obviously stayed with them and then came up through the international age groups as well. And is that now the recap you've got for Northern Ireland? Say that again, sorry? How many caps has it you've got for Northern Ireland? Is it 63? Yeah, I think it's 63 or 65, I think. Um, um, well, hopefully working my way up. Uh, <laughs> we've actually we've actually got a comp this weekend, so... You're just showing off now, man. Losing track of how many caps you've got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really should keep track of that, to be fair. Yeah. So, um, how did the move to Rangers come about, first and foremost? Uh, well, it was a bit of a surprise, really. I was playing in the Irish Cup final um, in October for Glenshorn against Linfield. Um, and we won that game 1-0. And I think my manager kind of mentioned that um, they were there. And I didn't really think anything of it. And um, then we had an international game at home um, against Wales. And they were there as well. And then they contacted my club. And then I flew over here in November for a few days just to train with the guards. Um, and then I kind of all just went from there. It was, yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. See, so you, so you, like, obviously, you've got so many caps, as we discussed with Northern Ireland, you know, playing at such a high level. How realistically did you think, you know, you could be going to, like, a professional full time club? Was it just, was it a bad? 
distance away or did you always think you would get to that level? Yeah, well, from a young age, like, I knew that it was what I wanted to do, but growing up, like, we were very limited in the opportunities and stuff that we got. Like, there's a lot more for kids um, and young girls and stuff coming up through the age groups now. Um, and whenever I was 17, I went away for a while to America and came back. And when I was 21, it was kind of either try and get across the water or go traveling. And at that time, I just took a bit of a, um, took a, bit of a break and moved away for a while. And when I came back, I kind of thought that like I'd missed my shot. Um, and I just went back, played for Glentorn for a few seasons, and then uh, this came up. So I was very lucky because obviously I'm getting a little bit older now. So. <laughs> what, um, what attached you to the Rangers? Was it as soon as you heard there was interest to go, or did you, did you want to test the ball that you had training? No, like it was a very easy decision. I think like once Rangers come knocking and you know they're interested and they want to sign you, you're always going to go. Um, being from Belfast, like I've been a Rangers fan my whole life, so yeah, it was pr- pretty much a dream. <laughs> Had you ever been over to to watch Rangers? Yeah, a few times. Yeah. Um, not as much as I like, but yeah, I've been over a few times. You're similar ages to us. Who was your Who was your favourite growing up? Oh, I don't know, like, I think, obviously, like, being a Rangers fan, but I kind of veered towards more, like, English football, and I was, a, like, a big-time Man United fan, so for me, like, my player was Ryan Giggs, um, probably shouldn't be saying that on this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should make up with her and just tell you that soon. <laughs> that's fine, we'll, we'll no grass you any of the gaff, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so, when... When you joined from uh, Glentoran, so Glentoran would have been part-time still, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Glentoran was part-time and then I worked on the, I was um, a CrossFit coach and a personal trainer at home. So so doing, so doing that is um, a kind of full-time job with football. Was it much, much of a transition to go and you play football full-time? Yeah, like. I think like training wise, it wasn't a hard transition. Like I said, like I do personal training, so I was constantly on the move and I was constantly training. And then when you go into like international camps, you're training probably twice a day. So you know that side of it wasn't. I think that part of it that I struggled to adapt to was a lot of downtime. Like my working week would have maybe been 50, 55 hours. So from going to that to just training, I just found that I had all this spare time. So now I'm like. You know, looking for coffee shops everywhere, <laughs> and just drinking Glasgow out of coffee. <laughs> there's uh, there's more and more uh, Northern Irish women that are are going full time. I know Megan Bell, she's joined Rangers. She's um, yeah, yeah. So is it like you're seeing is it more of an influx of young girls coming through Northern Ireland? Yeah, I think it's, um, like I said, like there's more opportunities now for girls to go over. Um, I think like last year we changed, like our, we had a new international manager come in and, you know, he's like, he's very good. Like he does everything he can to help us. And, you know, there's been six girls in the past year that have gone across the water. Um, I think sometimes maybe in the past, like no, I got a little bit overlooked because obviously the standard is a little bit lower just simply because we're a smaller country. Um, but now, you know, the level of football and stuff's improving like every year and there's more and more girls coming across. I think we have maybe five girls here in Scotland at the minute. Um, one plays for Hearts and I think two girls are at Forfar. So 
It's great, yeah. Do you, do you think it's been like a, a gradually get better, or do you think the impact the men's team had at the Euros had a they invested more money into it? Yeah, I think a bit of both. Obviously, um, the success that the men had at the Euros was a lot to do with it, and we're lucky that you know now the RCF have um, invested a lot more money into it, and it's shown as well because uh, now, like I said, there's more girls across the water, and we're getting better results like on the international stage as well. So the standards improving everywhere. The league. And we now have the backing from, you know, all the men's team in the league at home as well, um, which was, it was really important if we were going to push on in any way. Because I think, obviously, with us being so small, we're still kind of behind. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's going to take a while to catch up. Yeah. Do you think there's any, any scope in your future to get a professional team in Northern Ireland? I think... Um, I think, like I said, there are, like, I think we're, we're still, we're moving in the right direction, but we're still quite a few years behind. And, you know, I think um, obviously the men's team are professionals then, but even they don't have as much money as the likes of Scotland and England and stuff. So it would be very hard, um, you know, for the girls to turn fully professional without the backing, full backing of the men um, and a big investment. But I think maybe in years to come, there might be, um, you know, the top two, three teams maybe turning professional at some stage. Okay. Brilliant. We'd be we'd be looking forward to that. We'd really get to see, you know, is yeah. Is that so? We've got four professional teams now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be you know the more professional teams we can get, um, and the and the women's team absolutely better. Just coming back to Rangers, actually, it's only been the last few years. Rangers have went full time. The last uh, 18 months or so, we've seen a lot of restructure across the whole club since Rob Wilson's arrived. Yeah. One for me for the women's team, uh, Amy McDonald, Malky Thompson, uh, also both of them have management roles. What, what's the set? Yeah, so um, Malky Thompson, he's our head coach. Um, so he is, but like I said, like the restructure that they've done with the women's is is fantastic like it's a brand kind of new squad and um i think obviously like we'll be wanting to win the league in the first year well that's it that's the year anyway um but yeah like, like i said like you know we'll be successful because we have the full backing of rangers and the men's team and i think that's really really important if the women's game is going to push on is there much uh, crossover between the, the men's team and yourselves, even uh, between the coaches and stuff or the players? 
Yeah, like we very much get treated equal, and I think like I think that's massive for us. Um, you know, we're treated both the same. We get access to all the facilities, and you know, we play on the same like the same pitch. And I think for us, like it's great for us because we feel just as important as the men, and um, because we're you know we're the next one down. Like we're we're the professional women's team, so I think it's great that we get treated equally. So you touched on it there to win the league. You know, that's as a Rangers fan, uh, I've come to Scott before here, like uh, anything associated with Rangers, I, I want Rangers to be winning, absolutely being the absolute best. But a challenge in your hand with Glasgow City, they won the last 13 weeks. Um, is this a season that you can challenge them, or are you still in the building stage, do you think? I think obviously we're still in the building stage. Like it's a, like I said, it's like a new league team, and this is our first season on it. Um, but I think we have the quality of players, um, right the whole way through the squad to be challenging. You know, Glasgow City. I know they've had a good run of thirteen years, but um, this being my first year in Scottish football as well, it'll be. I think it'll be really interesting because I think obviously with the likes of Celtic and stuff, have also restructured. So I think it's really, I think it's really open to anybody. Whereas I think in the previous seasons, like Glasgow City, were they were almost a cert to win the league. I know, obviously, with the pandemic, but it's a big step up in court. Do you feel from the teams you're playing in Northern Ireland to come over and playing a few full-time teams as well? Yeah, I think there's definitely a lift in the standard. Um, obviously, we only play, I only played like four games before the world crashed down around us, but um, <laughs> there was definitely a kind of a different standard but I'm looking forward to you know getting my head down and getting into the league and seeing what kind of standard that is as well You mentioned that you know there's a massive focus on both the women's and the men's team at Rangers is that extended to the younger girls as well the girls come through under 16 under 17 um, is, there, is there a good structure there for the academy coming through? Yeah, I think what I noticed was um, obviously back home being with Glen Thorne, like it's not a full time, it's not a full time basis, so we don't see a lot that goes on with the academy and the younger girls and the younger boys. But with us all being the one place with the one location, it's so good to see that like you know the academy girls and the academy boys are run exactly the same way. So you know, everybody's treated equally right from the bottom to the top, um, which I thought was it was one of the things that I really liked whenever I came over here. Yeah. And having having the likes of yourself, like renowned internationalists, for the young girls to come through, and have you just have the likes of yourselves and all the other players visual there? You know, something to strive towards. Uh, it must be, must be great for any young boy or young, young girl coming through and knowing that, you know, the first team is like potentially a few years away. And you guys are working there full time. So that, that must be really motivating, I think. To have, have you guys there? Yeah, definitely. Well, I know, like, if I was a kid and, you know, um, the full time women's team were in and around us while we were training, that I would be, you know, like, over watching and, like, wanting to be one of them. And, you know, I think obviously when I was younger, I didn't have that. So, because there was no professional women's team. Um, so, I think it's great for the young kids now that, you know, we're in and around the same ground as them and they can see what we're doing. and you know, if like all of us can inspire them just to keep going right the whole way through, then that'll be great for us too. So obviously, still got plenty of years left to win the league with Rangers or several leagues, I'm hoping. Um, but beyond that, do you think you stay in football after you finish, finish playing or do you think you'd be the person training? 
Do you want me retiring already? <laughs> I haven't even won the league yet. <laughs> no, do you know what? I don't know. I don't like the. I don't like to think that far ahead. Um, I do love football, but I just don't know how well I would transition from a player to a coach. Um, but I think like with personal training and stuff, like I have a massive interest in that. But I obviously I'll never kind of leave the sport. Um. But I'll just uh, try and concentrate on getting us to Champions League and then go from there. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good next year for the Champions League. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so season kicks off on the eighteenth of October at the Home Hearts. Yep. Yeah. It must be a massive buzz uh, around uh, around the place. Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, we just feel like we've been in pre-season for the whole 2020. So <laughs> I just want to play 90 minutes. That's it. Uh, so I think like we're hopefully getting some pre-season friendlies and stuff coming up when we'll get the balls for being back. And, you know, I think the girls are, a lot of us have been running on our own for a lot of months. So even when we're running together and training, there's a bit of a buzz because you're actually with people now. Um, but yeah, we can't wait to, you know, play every Sunday and get into a routine of, you know, that match day feeling and getting three points and travelling the away games and stuff like that. So we'll be looking forward to see the kick-off. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's good, good to see. Um, you know, it's, I think it's great like, how how much money has been put into it and hopefully, as I say, we see the rewards and love love the chance. To, obviously, everybody wants to get back to Ibrox, but if there's a possibility to get a game there, we would love it, you know what I mean, just to, to see yeah. it. Yeah. I think, obviously, like, we don't it's like sell our Ibrox, you know, it's like women's games just at the minute, um, but I think like the more better results and stuff we get, then people are going to start to recognise that and hopefully you know, one of our fans are allowed back in. They, you know, we'll be pushing for bigger numbers as well. I think, obviously, with the men being um, in a good position for the league too, like, you never know. Men and women winning the league together. It'd be good. Yeah, perfect season. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Demi, thanks very much for, for joining us uh, this week. Um, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and all the best for the rest of the season coming up. And I'm going to hold you to that Champions League title in the next time. <laughs> I've said it out loud now, haven't I? Record, it's all recorded. <laughs> so, all that's left to do is thank you, Scott, for joining us as well. Thanks. Thank, thank you to everybody who's listened. Take care.